This podcast is based exclusively on the real-life experiences of two bisexual cis women and their internet research. Sexual identity is deeply personal and influenced by intersecting identities, demographics, and circumstances. Rose and Annie do not speak for the bisexual experience of all individuals or the bisexual experience as a whole. In short, they don't know shit. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Rose. My pronouns are she and her. Oh, I forgot my pronouns. My pronouns are she and her as well. And we're here to provide some context about the bisexual experience by sharing stories, getting advice, and talking about queer people we like. We have a very special guest on today, Eva Bloom. Is it Eva or Ava? Eva. Eva, okay. Me. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, Eva is a sex researcher and online sexuality educator. She recently obtained a master's with her thesis focusing on sexting, uh, congratulations, with interests in self-compassion and bisexuality. She is the creator of the pleasure-inclusive, anti-oppressive, and evidence-based web series, What's My Body Doing?, which has garnered over 1 million views and 9,000 subscribers, as well as her Instagram community of the same name. She also co-hosts the sex ed web series for kids ages 9 to 12, Sex Ed School, she has spoken at the, let me say this wrong, Guelph? Guelph, yeah. Guelph Sexuality Conference, among others, and is a winner of the Planned Parenthood Toronto's Choice Award in 2017 for Excellence in Sexuality Education. Welcome, Eva. Thanks. Damn, I really gave y'all a long bio. <laughs> <I'm so sorry. laughs> it's great. You establish credentials. It's very important. Yeah, it's a good warm up too for Annie. Yeah. She's always a little shaky at the beginning. Oh, I'm a little shaky. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. okay, you forgot your pronouns. Oh my god, I did. <laughs> oh, I have she, she her pronouns. <laughs> so how are you doing? How's life? I'm doing great. I maybe found a place to live. It's the, it's the best situation. <laughs> Love that. Are you moving soon? Um, I moved back to Toronto after I did my master's. And am kind of in the process of moving out of my parents' house and into a, a place. So there may soon be a place for me to live. Congratulations. Thank you. That's like the most stressful thing when you're just like, I don't have a space to call my own. I'm moving this weekend. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> you got this. Sending you all the strength. But it's a, it's a time. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to jump right into the awkward sex question. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So I went to Catholic school. Didn't get a great sex education. Didn't really know what sex was until I was late teens. Um, and I still kind of know. I don't really know what sex is. It's a learning um, process. <laughs> so I, I guess my first question for you is, what is sex? What do you consider sex to be? Ooh, that's a great question. Love it. Hard hitting off the top. <laughs> what sex? I was gonna say, oh man, I was gonna say sex is like getting naked and like feeling in a sexual space. But like, you don't need to get naked to have sex. Kink things you can do with clothes on, like lots of things you can do. So like, I guess sex is a mindset. Is that very, like, <laughs> philosophical to say? Yeah. Like, if you are in, like, a sexy space and, like, 
you feel like you're having sex, then that's sex. Okay. I love that. Yeah, I like that too because for me, a lot of, like when I started having sex with same-sex partners, I was like, I've only ever considered penis and vagina to be sex personally, but not, if other people said they were having sex, I wasn't like, no, you're not. Um, But I was like, I guess it's like mutual satisfaction. I like that. That's also with like sexting too. Like I would say that like some experiences of cyber sex that I've had, I was like, I count that as sex for sure. Like, yeah, it was like mutually like very satisfying. Like, yeah, I got in a sexy headspace. Yeah. I think I, what I've landed on after 20 years of like thinking about this is just anything my priest would have disapproved of. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's fantastic. So we also crowdsourced some questions. Um, One that one of our listeners asked was, say I've never had sex before with a person of of any given gender. Um, I'm feeling very anxious about performing to please my partner. Uh, what should I know or do to prepare myself? Should I warn my partner that I might not be very good? So this person, this person hasn't had like any sexual experiences with another person. That's the yes. that's the sitch. Yeah. Um, I feel like like talking to them about kind of where you're at is probably a good idea, but I feel like we have like this big idea about like virginity or sexual debut being like this big scary thing and it can be like especially like if you haven't had sex with another person before but I also feel like having sex with like a new like every time you have sex with a new person you're also kind of still starting from zero like you need to like learn each other what they like like a new partner's body so like you're just like you are your own sexual being and you are now like maybe bringing them onto that journey and you're going to be like, so what's the sitch? Like, let's explore this together. Yeah. I love that. Good philosophy. Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> Any journey metaphor I'm into. I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm in a really, really philosophical space tonight. Y'all. I'm sorry. It's great. It's so true though, because I've had like terrible sex with some people and really great sex with other people and it's not based on how many times I've had sex. Like, sex has not been a straight line improving always. Well, I have improved. Like, I'm definitely better now <laughs> than when I started. But, yeah, there's been ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it, like, really depends, I think, like, on the individual people each time that you have sex and, like, the environment that you're in. I'm trying to think if I can give some more, like, concrete, like, tips for for people. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe do, like, a want-will-won't list together. Like, have a conversation about, like, what kind of stuff you're interested in. Like, sometimes when I, like, would be on dating apps, one of the things I would do to, like, filter out, like, sexual compatibility and, like, start that kind of conversation going is I would ask people what was their most, like, what do you consider the most like underrated sex acts, overrated sex acts, and then what do you think are like correctly rated? And I feel like that's kind of like a flirty way to kind of get a sense of what the other person likes and doesn't like. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. To be under over on sex acts. Yeah, I wonder, um, can you explain what the want, will, won't list is and how to sure. 
do it with your partner. Yeah. So, uh, so you write down basically, it's also sometimes called a yes, no, maybe list. Um, so you write down all the things that you want to do, the things that you are willing to do and the things that you won't do. And you can like have like sex acts in there. You can write down like what terms you like to be called. You can write down like what type of feelings you want to have during sex. Um, yeah, I think there's a website called Mojo Upgrade, which like is kind of like a digital version of that. And it'll only like match you on the things that you both want to do. So if you're worried about that element, <laughs> that does exist. You have to go on the old version of the site, but it does, yeah. That's so smart too, because you wouldn't want something you're maybe a little self-conscious to share to come up if you're both not interested in it. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like a, I think a good first step. I also would like, used to like text my partner like want, will want lists too. And that could be scary, like less scary than like having the conversation in person. Does that also kind of like lead to some sexting? Exactly. You can like absolutely <laughs> like take that and be like, hmm, so we both mentioned that. Let's like, yeah, you can do that if you want to. Kind of leading into that. Uh, I'm, this one's from me, not a listener. I can't blame this one on a listener. <laughs> um, Non-anonymous question. <laughs> I don't really know how to talk dirty unless I'm in the moment feeling hot and sexy which is sometimes an issue if my partner wants to text me something sex sexy and I'm at work or whatever not at work he wouldn't do that but he might (laughs) (laughs) um so how do I send sexy texts if I'm not already feeling sexy how should I get myself in the mood Um, I'm trying to think if there are, like, if there are go-to things that you know get you in the mood. Like, if there's, like, a really good, like, fan fiction, like, chapter that you're, like, can fuck with that. Or, like, a really hot, like, movie scene that you know. Like, I watched Jennifer's Body for the first time ever, and I was, like, I I had seen, I had seen the makeout scene, you know, prior to coming out. (laughs) I'd watched that a couple times. Um, (laughs) But seeing the whole movie, yeah. Um, Yeah, I also, like, I run a workshop on sexting, and I have a bunch of, like, examples of, like, how to do the kind of, like, at-work sext, where it's really easy that, like, if you're not up for it, you, you can, like, let people down gently. So, like, there's a way to there's a way to do that. I think in addition to that, one thing I've struggled with and probably not been great at in the past is how to obtain consent when you're sexting. So, like, how do you start it? Yeah. Okay. I want, can I, like, can I pull up my examples? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Get yes. the Get the workbooks. I need a template. Yeah, <laughs> I got four out. templates. Hello. I got uh, <laughs> basically the idea is that you want to like situate your like initiation sext in some kind of context and also make it really easy for your partner to opt out if they don't want to. So, one example would be to like reference something like reference sex that you had before like your partner could be like I'm at work and getting distracted thinking about the time that we had last week and like and having some feelings and you can and so you could reply like I'm glad that like you're getting hot and flustered but I'm actually at work right now but maybe we could keep that energy until tonight or if you were into it you could be like actually I was thinking about that too and like this specific thing 
also like referencing something sexy like if you listen to sex podcasts or I don't know I feel like I'm like surrounded by sex things like (laughs) stumble across like some good like Buffy faith fan art and you're just like oh this is is giving me some feelings your partner could either be like yeah that's also I also love the love the Buffy faith situation or they could like continue that continue that train of thought is it different at all for if you're gonna send photos yeah (laughs) getting consent is super important for for anything like it's always good to check in if you're like hey like texting is nice how would you feel about sexting right now and then it's always also good to be like hey I'm feeling really hot or like having a mood can I send you a picture of this that's always it's always great and always respond very enthusiastically and nicely when someone sends you a nude it's part of nude etiquette I think you just want to be nice (laughs) yeah don't just keep scrolling (laughs) you're like great thanks no you gotta get there's gotta be like fire emojis you gotta be yeah exclamation points yeah we're big on like hard eye emoji lots of lots of fire yeah I was gonna say oh this is my trick that I learned because I was like oh I I open my phone and I'm very excited to have a racy photo but sometimes I'm like I'm also at dinner like (laughs) oh no um but if you send if you have an iPhone if you send it with invisible ink it like looks like it's magic like it's glittery and then you run your finger over it to reveal the photo what (laughs) yes cool I'm gonna need to like how do you do this (laughs) okay so when you are going to have you ever sent um a text where if you hold down the send button you've typed out your text or you've put your photo into it and you hold down the send button and it shows like slam, loud, with balloons, okay. confetti. There's one that's called invisible ink. Whoa. And so if you send it with invisible ink, it shoots off into the space and then it just shows as like glitter in the message and you rub your finger over it to reveal. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to do this with my Android right now and it doesn't work. I'll send you a screen recording of it afterwards so you can see. I like to do like I send my girlfriend pictures of our pets intermittently with it as well. So it's like sometimes it's sexy, sometimes it's cute. You never know. You never know. Both both times it's a good time. So it's Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I heard you mention fan fiction a few times. Do you have a favored pairing? Oh, man. Um... An OTP? An OTP. I believe it's called. Oh, when I was, like, growing up reading fan fiction, I read a lot of Draco and Hermione. That was my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my go-to, but I feel like I need to go back and I need to do, like, some... Was it? Some Buffy Faith. I feel like that's... Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Okay, so I was looking at my high school's sex education program to see if it's changed at all in the past 14 years. Um, And it has not, it's still like abstinence first. Um, It doesn't mention anything about like LGBTQ queer sex. Um, So I'm wondering if there are any evolution or progression that has 
taken place in I know that you're in Canada so it's probably a little bit different than the states but like what's the progressive public school doing (laughs) um well there's been all sorts of politics in Ontario where I live in 2015 they released like a new comprehensive curriculum it was amazing um and then a couple I'm trying to think I guess a couple last year we had like a new conservative government and then and they were like, nah, we're going to take it all away and send it back to the 1998 one because that's what the kids need. <laughs> yeah, so modern. Yeah, right? And then there was like a real like outcry. Like there was like, like, mar- like walkouts and like students protested and like they had hotlines for feedback and like parents called. Yeah, and people were like, no, we really need kids to know about, like, technology. We need kids to know about gender, sexual orientation. We need kids to know about consent. So now, because everybody made up the big stink, the the comprehensive curriculum is back, but they've, like, Mm. yeah, but they've pushed back the LGBTQ plus topics till later in high school when it's, like, kids can know about gender and, like, different families and that gay people can exist (laughs) yeah that's some it's always so weird when people are like oh don't like they might they might be gay if you tell them when they're young it's like well yeah yeah people just yeah it's we they don't understand that yeah kids can be queer (laughs) it's shocking um I was wondering so like I've watched not all but some of the sex education YouTube series that you've put out And I'm wondering if there are any other resources like that that you would suggest for people with children who are, like, trying to supplement their lacking public education. Yeah. Um, I love Sex Positive Families on Instagram. They are amazing. They have amazing posts. They also have, like, a big, like, reading resource list. They're just, like, a wealth of a wealth of knowledge <laughs> and my co-host also when all of that like changes to the sex ed curriculum happened she basically like made a better sex ed curriculum like series on her youtube channel so she has lots of resources for kids of all ages too awesome i have some godchildren who i'm gonna be shoving that down their throats <laughs> once they reach a certain age right now they can't even speak so <laughs> that might be a little too young yeah yeah, that's too young. Hers is called Save Sex Ed, I think, and that's by Nadine Thornhill. We'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, um, I'm wondering, too, so, like, all of your videos are super focused on science and facts and research, which I love. And I'm wondering if you see any areas that are gaps that need to be filled. Mm, yeah, for sure. Well, in terms of, like, sexting, I think there's still, like, most of the sexting research is, like, still quite focused on the negative um negatives of sexting i would be really cool to have research on like sexting for people with like physical and mental disabilities like how like sexting as access i think would be really exciting like also research on like queer people especially like queer women their sexual experiences i am now working with like gay men and in the queer men's space and like because of like the like HIV AIDS like epidemic like they have a lot of just like more history and research on like sexual health for queer men which is amazing that should exist but the same just really doesn't exist for queer women which is 
wild because we're having sex too. Um. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all female sexuality has a later start for like admitting it exists. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the research is way behind. And when you add the queer stuff, then it's like even more behind. Do you have a favorite sex-related fact that you pull out at parties or any good like sexy icebreakers we can use? <laughs> oh man, I mean, uh, the one that I, what is it? The one that I told on a date yesterday, we love going <laughs> 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 up the bat. Um, is that queer women have more orgasms? That seems right. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely seems right. Yeah, I mean, science, yeah, the science says so. There's lots of, I did like a mini lit review on the channel. There's doing more activities that are related to women's orgasm. Sex sessions are longer. More like foreplay type activities. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good. I'm going to use that too. Yeah, have you figured out how to flip it into a really smooth pickup line yet? <laughs> I was thinking like a brag. (laughs) (laughs) Like a feat of strength at a party, but but an orgasm off. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could do like, I could could show you, I could show you later. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. One question that I have. In that, thinking about like conceptualizing both of your sexualities, like we're on our own, like journeys and we have kind of our own needs like separate from each other and we're just like converging here talk about that um also talk about like keep a really open dialogue talk about like why you want to have sex like are you looking for like intimacy are you looking for playfulness are you looking like to get off and like through kind of identifying that you can figure out like where the common grounds are um Because, like, if you're looking for intimacy, like, maybe, like, you could give each other a massage or, like, have, like, a cuddle Um, or, like, you could, like, go jerk off and then, like, go hang out with them after. (laughs) One of the things, like, I suggest in terms of, like, incorporating a partner into sexy things if they're maybe not in the mood is, like, getting them to, like, pick what toys you're going to use and then you go jerk off. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Here's the fanfic you get to read. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, pick the erotica. Yeah, so they're, like, not directly, like, getting naked if they don't want to, but, like, they're still a part of the experience. Yeah. Also, mutual masturbation is another, like, level of that. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like, phone sex or sexting, like, is might be like some middle ground for people yeah and I think like really like having a lot of those conversations and like being like very reassuring and like taking care of like both parties that like you're not wrong for maybe for wanting more sex and you're also not wrong for wanting less sex like both of you are like do a lot of like care and like self-compassion and yeah and like loving each other up too around that I love that because I feel like I've furiously Googled this before and gotten like, I don't know, you're just going to have to figure out who's going to compromise. And I'm like, this sounds terrible. Like, So I love that you have like positive ways. I love figuring out why you want to have sex yeah. and then being like, okay, what are things that we can do to cultivate that? Yeah, I like that too. I like that you distinguish between wanting intimacy and wanting sex because a lot of the times I do just want physical intimacy and sex is kind of 
incidental. It's great, but I really just want like touch. Touch, yeah. Yeah, you just want like what, like naked cuddles or like just general touch. People have baths together. That's a thing. I don't know. I'll just plug my stand up shower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my landlord will hate it. Yeah, your downstairs name will be. <laughs> it's just his business. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I love that um do you have any other like your favorite resources for queer sex education besides like I really I really did watch so much of your YouTube channel before I had my first uh queer sexual experience because I was like I don't know what I'm doing what is this this is me typing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't like punish masturbating. That makes me no. so happy though. That's like, that's like the ultimate the ultimate dream for the channel. Yeah, it was super helpful and just good to be reassured like everybody starts somewhere and it's it's normal to feel like nervous and unsure. But do you have any other favorite resources that you would suggest for people to use? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I did that with Stevie Bobby's YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, we're a big Stevie Bobby family. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about Stevie Bobby on the podcast anymore. <laughs> what a time! I'll pass on. I'll pass on your love to her. <laughs> oh, gosh, please do. She's amazing. You're both amazing. <laughs> um, so you can not buy though, but that's okay. Um, I also am obsessed with what's wrong with Molly Margaret on Instagram. She is, like, just, like, a queer gal living her life. She came out relatively recently, went from being, like, straight, like, she, like, as, like, a, like, a sex storyteller, kind of, like, from being straight, and then went on this, like, queer journey, kind of at the same time I was, and she's just, like, approaches sexuality with such, like, playfulness and joy, and I think, yeah, I think she's really awesome. We'll put all the links to those resources in our show notes. Ooh, also the Dildorks podcast was also like a huge like impact on me and my sex life. Yeah, hosted by Bex, who's a trans dude and sex educator, and Kate, who's a bi gal and like sex writer. And yeah, they're awesome. Talk about like kink and polyamory and sex toys and all that stuff. I do have one question that we didn't send you, but I realized we talked a lot about sex and our experiences with sex and like sex acts but we didn't talk about the whole like top bottom dynamic that exists in the queer community um so I don't know if you want to give a 101 on that and if you're like no that's okay um okay we can talk about that yeah I don't know if there's any research on like queer women's experiences of topping and bottoming I'm going to go and, and read that and see if I'm sure that doesn't exist. But yeah, so I guess tops are people who like penetrate or are more like givers, um, can be more dominant, but not always. And then bottoms are more receivers and can be more submissive, but not always. Um, and I think, I don't know if this stat is for queer men or queer people in general but I think most people are actually verse at least in terms of queer men most people are can do both yeah wow that's a great explanation for just doing it off the cuff yeah yeah that's my that's my reading of it and Cassandra um because I'm my girlfriend and she and I were talking about it and she was like I don't 
I don't know, like nobody's, she was like, I've never experienced anyone who's like just a top or just a bottom. And so she was like, I feel like everyone's like a verse or a switch. And then it's kind of like more of a social dynamic among women for like who's the pursuer and who's like the pursued. That's interesting. Cool. I know, again, for gay men, I think the stat is like 15%-ish like identify as like a bottom, like 15%-ish identify strictly as like a top and then that whole other like rest of people are reverse oh i gotta write this stuff down i'm gonna (laughs) you've inspired many videos now yes (laughs) do you have any plugs that you want to do any places people can find you or listen to you or watch you that we didn't mention um yeah so people can find me on youtube i am coming back to youtube very soon it's happening um and that's uh, <laughs> what's my body doing um also on instagram under that name and what's my body doing on twitter without the g because it's too long <laughs> <laughs> just imagine joey being like what's my body doing uh, what's my body doing <laughs> i love that <laughs> exactly um and i'm also launching a sex research newsletter next week on my patreon um so that'll be like a bi-weekly he weekly um newsletter and i'm going to be sharing some of my all-time favorite sex research papers sharing new ones out that i'm really excited about might be doing some interviews with sex researchers so that is coming out next week and that'll be on like the three dollars an issue kind of situation on patreon cool so we'll drop the link to that in the show notes so everyone can become a patron a patreon a patreon is it a patron or a patreon (laughs) i think it's a patron but i always get it mixed up you can support eva's work (laughs) (laughs) and also get all that dope sex research cool is there anything else you wanted to like mention say talk about (laughs) i think that's it go watch sex ed school too if you have kids small kiddos in your life ages 9 to 12 also like if you're an adult and like especially if you're a queer adult and you want to just like f- like f- just see sex ed that you wish you'd gotten oh like it it like feels <laughs> it's a really good time i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it i still don't know what sex is <laughs> it's also like a really good feel good video series because these kids are like there's no hate yet right yeah, they're so amazing. They're amazing. And there are really great interviews in like I think it's our Love is Love episode with my friend Andrew Gerza who talks about disability and sex. And then our sexual orientation and gender episodes also have really amazing interviews with really awesome queer and trans people. Thank you so much, Eva. Thank you for teaching us and the world about sex. We all appreciate it. I I'm thanking you on everyone's behalf. Thanks, Annie. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Eva, we love you. Yes. Eva's so nice, so sweet. So sweet. So smart, so well-researched cool that eva was eva's great seriously i did watch so many of eva's videos while i was trying to figure out what the heck i was gonna do and if i was gonna 
do it any good. <laughs> yeah, she also has a great Instagram um, that my roommate and I were looking at last night, and I loved that she mentioned so many times, not so many times, normal amount of times for like someone who was born in the last 30 years, like fan fiction as sex aid. Yes. <laughs> really love that definitely follow Eva if you're looking for like the sex positive um she's certainly not someone who's like hyper I mean she does get like very research-based and clinical but not not in a way that like loses the that like sex should be about feeling good and like connecting with somebody um let's talk by lights last Mm -hmm. week we talked about the personals Instagram connection place Personals was kind of a forum on Instagram where people would talk about people that they found attractive. Um, And it's now getting turned into a dating app called Lex. It's for everyone except cis men. Um, And there's no profile pictures. So like the Personals page, it's just descriptions, which is very cool. I love it. I was, a friend of mine was talking about it the other day. We need more queer dating apps. That's all I have to say. That's true. Let us, if you've used it, let us know how it is. What do you think of it? Yeah, what do you think? I don't know about the no profile pictures. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my dating method is swiping strictly on pictures and then making a decision. So I can't imagine no pictures would do me very well. Yeah. Uh, The Human Rights Campaign Foundation released its 2019 index rating of cities and municipalities on LGBTQ inclusion. Um, So in partnership with the Equity Federation Institute, um, they have announced a record-setting 88 cities across the United States that earned the highest possible score on their eighth annual survey. So it's called the MEI for short, um, and it's the only nationwide assessment of LGBTQ inclusion in municipal law, policy, and services. So you can go online, we'll put the link in the show notes, and you can look up your city to see how they scored. I think 100, it's a scale of 100, um, and they go into more detail about kind of like what they're rating on specifically, Um, but it's been on a steady uprise over the past eight years that more and more people are getting a perfect score, or more and more cities are getting a perfect score. I wonder what New York City has. Final score, 100. New York City, perfect score. Nice. Wow. And we got 17 bonus. Whoa, for what? Is that like extra credit? <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird because it says uh, total score 100 plus 17 bonus. Oh, there are these questions. So bonuses uh, include under non-discrimination laws, single occupancy, all gender facilities. So that's restrooms, right? Oh, yeah, that you have to provide a restroom, a single occupancy restroom that's gender neutral. Um, Protects youth from conversion therapy. That's a good one. City employee domestic partner benefits. That's the city as an employer. City services. Uh, Municipal (laughs) services include youth bullying prevention policy for city services. Uh, Provides services to LGBTQ youth. Services to LGBTQ homeless people, services to LGBTQ elders, HIV AIDS population has services, services for transgender community. So all of those are bonuses. 
And then leadership on LGBTQ equity, our bonus points come from openly LGBTQ elected or appointed municipal leaders and city tests limits of restrictive state law, which I have no idea what that means. It's a bunch of garbage words. (laughs) Wait, I want to see. Can I look up my hometown? Absolutely. 58. Oh, that's terrible. Yeesh. Yeesh. What, what about yours? I want to look up. Um, I doubt my hometown's done. None of none of the ones near me are done, but Philadelphia is where I spent most of my youth. <laughs> hundred. Philadelphia has a hundred, which I'm honestly shocked by. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's interesting. Look up. Look up your town. Yeah, towns near you. Up. Towns where you've lived. Towns where you're thinking about moving. I would be interested to see uh, which, because a lot of the towns that I saw writing about this when I was looking it up are like, we received a perfect score, but I wonder about anyone who's less than 100 being like, we're doing better or we're doing worse. We're doing very bad. Um, More than 1,500 animal species are bisexual and gay behavior is the norm, scientists suggest. Uh, in a new article, researchers from the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies argue that these behaviors may have actually been part of the original ancestral condition in animals and have persisted because they have few, if any, costs and perhaps some important benefits. It's natural to be bi, is what I'm saying. Mother Nature loves bi's. You and science are saying it, baby. Yeah. Mother Nature is bi. Science is bi. We all know that. It's science. <laughs> oh, we should have a new segment called Biance. Biance. The Biance is in. <laughs> I like that. Let us know. Let us know if we need to have a segment about Biance. Yeah. It's basically any opportunity to have a pun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just let us know if we're missing any puns that we should really be hitting. That's important. That's the only criticism we will take. Yes. Bisexual people are out here having bad sex. Oh, no. Research presented at the Society for the Scientific Study of Sexuality, which is an annual conference that was held last week, found that bisexual people in mixed gender relationships who are out to their partners have a lower rate of sexual satisfaction than those who are not out. The study also found that the rates of sexual satisfaction and romantic satisfaction are actually higher for partners of bisexual people who feel more negatively towards their identity. Mm. Uh, this research also suggests that the sexual and romantic sorry, sexual and romantic dissatisfaction comes from the fear of bi erasure or quote, the unique form of minority stress related to the erasure of their identity. I mean, very bad, but... Bad, but interesting? Interesting. Uh, I'm, I don't have a, like, take on it, but it seems unusual that your partner would be more sexually satisfied when they are upset by your sexual orientation. Um, bi people vape. <laughs> <laughs> Hot off the presses. <laughs> Bye, people out here vaping. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> that was my take. Um, a, a team from Baylor College of Medicine found that 38% of gay, lesbian, and bisexual adults use e-cigarettes compared to just 19.8% of heterosexuals. So, I don't know. I don't have a take on that either. I don't have any beef with vaping. Just... 
blazing that hot cotton. I don't vape. <laughs> I uh, quit vaping. Whoa, really? Yeah. It's been about two months. I put it into my trash can, and then it kept making eyes at me, so I put a mountain of cat litter on top of it. Oh, no. It worked. That yeah, worked. I, I did not. I should hope so. I did not pull it out of the <laughs> trash at that point. I was like, well, okay. Um, there's a new scale that measures the impact of racial discrimination on dating websites for <laughs> gay and bisexual men. Um, I didn't have a chance to read this whole article, but we'll link to it and you can read it. I think uh, as we can imagine and as we know from the non-sexuality specific research, white people get swiped on more than any other race. Um, Bising Stars. Rose, do you have a Bising Star? Fuck, it doesn't look like I have a Bising <laughs> Star. No! That's okay. Uh, I would say Eva Bloom. Eva Bloom's probably my Bising Star. I really did get a little pink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was very cool to talk to her. Uh, check out all her, her channels. Very good person. Um, my Bising Star is Kathleen Hanna. Who I also want to be my Bising Star as well. <laughs> yeah, so we're both sharing each other's Bising Stars this week. Uh, from the bands Bikini Kill and La Tigra, she, I don't know when she started identifying publicly as a bisexual, but... I didn't know that. I thought she was gay. No, she was married to a dude. I think she might still be. She was married to, uh, what's his face, from Beastie Boys. Um, she said in a 2016 interview with The Guardian about her sexuality and her experience being in the riot girl movement of the 90s. Uh, she said, when people focused on me as the face of riot girl, I was surprised. I was in my band, Bikini Kill, and I was also a stripper. I needed to be myself and do what I needed to do, which was to make money, sorry, to make enough money so we could get the engine of the bus fixed and go on tour. But who could want a better role model than a punk rock stripper with sexual abuse counselor training? And honestly, who who could want a better role model than that? And a bisexual on top. Just very cool person. And if you haven't listened to Bikini Kill, I actually prefer La Tigra. Same. Um, but both are great. And all the Riot Girl music was awesome. Feminist Sweepstakes is... <laughs> it is a perfect album. Put it on when someone has cat called you and go to the gym. And oh, just yeah. be like, motherfucker, I'm going to get so strong that next time I'm going to rip your fucking head off. Yeah. I mean, if you are a man or a woman, like, if you need a new running playlist, just all of the Tigers albums have gems that are going to really pump you up and get you like, yeah, I'm fucking running and I'm fucking strong and I'm punking. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. It's about me. Yeah. So. And us. Kathleen Hanna. Yeah. 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 Great. Great. Uh, advice. I didn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> we have been powerhousing these episodes so we're really tapping our wells of creativity. Yeah. Um, I would like for everyone to share whatever they wish that they had known before their first sexual experience and if there are things you still have to remind yourself. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, anything that 
you wish you had known going in or you wish you had known at whatever age you started being sexually active any mulligans you wish you had <laughs> oh boy or if uh if you haven't been sexually active yet what's something you wish someone would fucking tell you yeah just tell you when I was going on a first date with, I found this old screenshot. When I was going on my first date with a woman, I texted my friend, Julian, and I said, any advice? I'm going on, a, I'm going on my first date with a woman. And he said, use your fingers. Use your fingers. <laughs> uh, well, that wasn't what I meant, but okay. <laughs> That's a very good question. So I'm just piggybacking. What's, uh, what's something you wish you knew? That you know now or that you still don't know because no one will tell you. (laughs) Cool. All right. Should we sign off? Yeah, let's sign off. Goodbye Goodbye from from the goodbye. goodbye.